0: Welcome to the EFM Morning Brief Podcast. We're so excited to be back with the first episode of 2024. My name is Wendy Mitchell. I'm thrilled to be hosting these again. It's a way for you to get caught up on what's going on in the market, what you need to know for the day ahead, Maybe just a quick listen while you're brushing your teeth or walking to your first meeting. And we hope to keep it short and sharp and really get you up to speed. Every morning, we're going to talk to a different trade journalist who is covering the EFM and hear their insights about what they think is happening in the market. In this first episode, we're welcoming back Louise Tut, who is Deputy Editor of Screen International and Screen Daily. Welcome back, Louise. Hello, Wendy. Happy to be here in Berlin. Good to see you. Today's our first episode. The festival and the market are really just getting started. Any predictions you have this year about the festival and how busy the market is going
1: to be? I think it's quite an exciting year. It feels like it's going to be very busy, lots of people. The market is talking about record attendees. The festival, I mean, the festival looks like it's got some really interesting films. And I think that some surprises will probably pop up out of somewhere it was quite a strong Sundance and there are some of the Sundance films here and there's a mixture of some U.S. stars and there's lots of the international art house titles that Carlo is very fond of and is very good at finding and showcasing so I think that there are going to be lots of surprises it's Carlo and Mariette's last year so um, I hope that it's a very rewarding swan song for them.
0: That's a lovely sentiment, yes, um, I hope they go out with a bang um, i've been re- 've been reading my screen daily every day, as, as of course I do, and there have been so many projects announced, more than I ever recall. For Berlin, this many projects announced before the market, like big packages. Obviously, this is because it's the first market after the strikes have ended. But, you know, we've got the new Celine Song film with Dakota Johnson and Chris Evans and Pedro Pascal, we think, not totally confirmed. I mean, Charles Melton with Todd Solons. All these big projects are are bubbling up. Um, Has it seemed really, really busy to you pre-EFM?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. All these projects have come together really in the last few days as well as the talent schedules slot into place and the financing comes together. I mean, it really has taken a while for actors to work out their schedules, hasn't it, after that months long shutdown? Um, what what we've been really noticing is that the um, the ones you mentioned, of course, but this sort of elevated genre, as it likes to be called, is still going strong. And many of those big deals at Sundance, because there were a few big deals at Sundance, were, were for these genre films. And now companies like A twenty four and Neon, who bought worldwide, they are bringing the international rights to EFM to talk to buyers. And there's a and and they're really interesting, buzzy pictures. You know, like I think Neon has the Steven Soderbergh one, which is called Presence. A twenty four has that has that film. I saw the TV glow, and um, those rights are available those international rights are all available and buyers are looking for projects i mean the fact that the actors couldn't promote films obviously messed up all the schedules so as we know, we've talked about a lot, all those big temple films were not all of them, but a few of them have really moved and created big holes in the schedule. So buyers are looking for films. And we saw at the box office last year that territories like France, Germany, and even Italy, actually, local films really helped fill that gap. But it wasn't quite the same in the UK. So I would say UK distributors in particular are really looking for good commercial English language films that are going to do well and could pull in audiences. So Thank goodness, like you say, those big projects are there. And I think deals will be done. You know, obviously, I I read Jeremy
0: Kay, your colleague's piece about Sundance deals. And there were a lot of big documentary deals done in Sundance. Does it feel like those big ones are sort of off the table? Obviously, last year in Berlin, um, On the Adamant won the Golden Bear. Um, Yeah. Does it feel like documentaries could be
1: hot sellers? I think I guess the easy answer is yes, but the real answer is let's wait and see because I mean it, it it's I mean how well do they actually go on to do it at the box office? Are they really pulling people in? I mean, I think that that's still to be said. however, these big kind of ones with a big celebrity name like the Superman one, which is which is probably one of the big deals I think you're talking about for out of sundance it's our u s editor Jeremy loved that film. you know it's lots of people love that film, so I think if you've got. A particular angle and a particular focus and a particular subject, they can work well, yeah.
0: Mm. Um, Louise, I know you are in that screen office making those dailies happen for all of us to read while we're in the queue, but um, if you do get out of the office, are there any particular films you're
1: tracking to see yourself? It's funny you asked there are a few in competition that I would I do like the look of um if I get a chance to get out and that and um I was just I was pulling them together to to mention to you and they're very different the first, i mean one of them is the Iranian film my favorite cake by the Iranian filmmakers Mariam Moghadam and Batash Senia and it's about a woman in her 70s who's trying to break out of her routine and find love and there's a real poignancy to this because the filmmakers aren't allowed to leave Iran to come to Berlin for the premiere. Um, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that film. And then there's a French film, Langue Entranger, which rather fittingly means foreign language, I think. And it's by the, it's by the French director, Claire Berger, and it's it's it stars. Chiara Mastriani and Nina Hoss, and it's about it's a coming of age story about a teenage girl who visits her pen pal in Germany, and I just that's the kind of film that I really love, and it's also one of those really kind of solid but solid in a good way, art house foreign language. If you're a UK speaker, films that hopefully will do really well, and then who can fail to be intrigued by Pepe by the Dominican director. Nelson Carlos de los Santos Arias, which is about a young hippo who is slain in the Colombian jungle that returns as a ghost. But what's intriguing about this project is um, it's been supported by various international workshops and funds, and we've been writing about it for a while, and it's always great when project finally reaches a big festival like berlin so i would if i get time to get out of the office those are the ones i'm looking to get a ticket to
0: those are three great picks i have to say i've already been posting on social media about pepe because i need more hippos in my life and i hear the filmmakers very talented but you know any hippo any hippo film come to me uh, I'm, I'm going to get a ticket. Is there anything else that Screen is writing about as talking points for the Berlinale and the EFM this year?
1: There's so much going on, isn't there? It just feels like such an interesting, busy time in the market. I mean, obviously, as I said, it's Carlotte and Mariette's last year. It's also, I mean, eyes are beginning to turn to Trisha Tuttle, who's taking over next year. We know Trisha very well from her time at the LFF and are really intrigued about what she might do here at the Berlinale. One of the first points on her agenda will, I'm sure, be looking at the contract with the Bellinale Palace. There's always rumours about what's going to happen with the festival moving from Potsdamer Platz. Where on earth could it go? But actually, Potsdamer, it brings so much life to the Potsdamer Platz. As Mariette told me in a recent interview, it's you know, probably it will end up staying. But who knows? People feel very strongly both ways, maybe. And you can't escape geopolitics at the moment. There's so much going on. Like I mentioned, the Iranian filmmakers who can't leave Iran to come here. There's the war in Gaza and Israel. um, And there's, you know, very strong passions and feelings on both sides. Um, You know, Ukrainian filmmakers who who are well represented in Berlin and in the EFM. And there's a couple of sessions, I believe, in the EFM. Um, industry program and th- the Georgian filmmakers, the Georgian industry is, there's a lot of turmoil there as well. So we'll be keeping an eye on all those, all those issues. Mm.
0: Thanks for reminding us there is life beyond Potsdamer Platz. Even though I, I spend most of my time in the food court, the Manifesto Food Hall, there is real-world geopolitics going on. Thank you. Um, have you had a chance to look through the EFM program of what's what's happening today and anything you want to mention?
1: Of course. It's one of the first things I turn to, Wendy. And there, there are a couple of things. And funnily enough, just um, they're both on Saturday, which is good, actually, because I might be able to make one of them – one of them is the Afro Berlin networking event. I think that looks really interesting. It's such an interesting, exciting filmmakers coming from Africa and um, co productions and telling interesting stories and you know, you this industry can sometimes feel a bit focused on particular regions and this is one we haven't heard of very often. So that looks really interesting. And I'm also very interested in there's a round table with docs for young audiences. And I've got two teenagers and it's really fascinating how young people don't engage with traditional media or the two young people in my life don't and what opportunities therefore documentaries might provide because the dissemination of information and news is so important. And I think that the organization, I think that's running the round table is really fascinating. So they'll provide a lively, interesting discussion that I'd certainly would like to read about if I don't make it. Great. Two great ones to
0: check out. Thanks, Louise. And we wish you best of luck to the whole team at Screen covering this market and for you getting these print issues out because we need them
1: uh, to keep in touch with the market. And uh, thanks for the good work and for chatting with us again. Thank you so much, Wendy. What a great way to start the Berlin Alley. Good luck with everything. Thanks. So, who's excited?
0: It is the first day of EFM 2024. We're back at the Gropius Bau, we're back at the Marriott Hotel. There are more than 600 exhibitors from about 70 countries. Go meet some new people, make some new connections. We're going to have talks, keynotes, match meetings, roundtables for the next five days happening at the Documentation Center, and that is only about a three-minute walk, I think, to the Gropius bow, really easy to go back and forth, and of course, lots of market screenings at EFM cinemas. One thing new and exciting to mention is the Gropius Dome. This is a pop-up building at Gropius Park, they are open for lunch. We all need lunch from noon to 2.30 every day. They're also hosting events. And as you know, sometimes it can be really hard to find a, a lunch spot right near nearby the Gropius Bowl. so this could solve some problems. Go check that out. Also to mention, this year's country in focus for the market is Italy. Our Italian friends are going to be found on many EFM industry sessions kicking off tomorrow at Documentation Center. They'll also be at the Berlinale Series Market starting Monday and during the Archive Market on Tuesday. Tomorrow, that's Friday, is Italian Producers Day starting at 10 a.m. in the Producers and Projects Hub on the second floor of the Gropius Bau. Of course, you can find out more information about all this and the Italian Focus at the EFM website. Speaking of that, producers and projects hub. I never knew this. Producers with a market badge can book meeting tables for free using the meeting table booking tool available online once you're logged in. That can be so great because we all know once uh, when it's so busy in the Gropius it can be hard to find a place to actually have a meeting. So producers take advantage of that. Also to mention today, if you have more listening time after the EFM Morning Briefs podcast, Tune into the latest long podcast episode from the year-round EFM Industry Insights podcast, which is produced in cooperation with the Goethe Institute and co-funded by Creative Europe Media. There's a new episode called The Three Fundamental Keystones of Successful Archival Filmmaking that will have you listening to the experts and getting you really ready for the EFM archive market. So enjoy a busy, bustling day one at EFM 2024. If you feel like it's getting a little too busy, I have a little tip. If you need a breather, You can go into the Room of Stillness in the Documentation Center. It's a laptop and phone-free zone. How magic is that? And you can just give yourself a little reset. But I'm wishing you a great day of meetings, of screenings, of making connections. And uh, enjoy the first day of the Berlinale and the EFM 2024. We'll be back tomorrow morning with another Morning Brief.